Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host today, Adam, and today with me is the one and only Claude with Iron Mayhem Strength and Conditioning out of Bristol, Virginia. Claude, how's it going today? Pretty good. How about yourself? Hey, I cannot complain. It's about 70-some degrees, a little bit of sunshine, so, you know, it could, it could be uh, negative two and snowing. <laughs> How's the weather out there for you? That's about the same. We actually got some warm weather. I guess it's supposed to be in about the 70s today, so. Yeah. Yeah, can't complain with that. Oh, not at all. Being from Michigan, you know, it's used, used to the ice and the snow and, you know, the the school cancellations and all that good fun stuff, but. Uh, well, Claude, uh, again, appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Go ahead and open up to our listeners. Just give us a little background on who you are, what you've done, and how did you get into Iron Mayhem Strength and Conditioning? So, yeah, uh, it started when I was a kid, man. My dad took me to a uh, bodybuilding show, and then they bought me a weight set. And since then, I was always, you know, really interested in working out and so forth. Wasn't until later in uh, high school, I got into advanced PE, started lifting weights, fell in love with it. Um, Took a little time off, did a lot of mountain biking for a few years, and then um, got back into the gym. Um, ended up getting into law enforcement for a while, and um, they sent me to a few schools, got me certified to you know teach fitness and stuff to uh, law enforcement officers and stuff, and uh, got back into the gym all the time, training, man. Just, just loved it. That's what I did. Kind of took the stress off the job, you know, kind of my uh, get away from the – from law enforcement, um, got in with a couple guys at a gym, um, kind of got introduced to powerlifting a little bit, um, really enjoyed that. Um, problem came in, we really didn't have a place we could really do that kind of training. Uh, a lot of places, you know, kind of stopping the, the deadlifting and so forth, as a lot of the fitness centers around here do now. Um, yeah, got into that, uh, went a few meets, uh, Met Louis Simmons a couple of times. Uh, ended up going up there, just you know, take his take his class, get certified stuff, and study that for a long time. And then I kind of just kind of went with it. Um, the gym I was at, I decided, hey, a couple of guys, I'm looking at starting my own place. Um, I was already coaching people and uh, in fitness, and just just loved what I did. I got injured in law enforcement, so that kind of cut short the powerlifting and all that stuff. And uh, just kind of went for it. <laughs> I retired out of law enforcement, um, took that retirement, opened about a 1500 square foot facility, nothing, nothing big, you know, um, just kind of a few monoliths, you know, just a place we could start powerlifting. And we kind of grew it backwards from that moment. Um, within a year, we had to expand. Um, then about six months of that, we ended up moving to a larger facility, started growing a little bit more. Moved to this facility, which is about 11,000 square feet, and we've not grown, stopped growing since. Um, the last couple of years uh, since COVID has been really, really good as far as growth of the facility. Um, we're about 11 square foot, 11,000 square feet. We got indoor and out, outdoor training facility. Um, it's really about it, man. I've been really blessed the last few years um, trying to grow my dream, you know. Absolutely. You know, congrats on, you know, all the different experiences and, you know, just kind of going for it. 
It's it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> I feel, you know, oftentimes a lot of gym owners that I that I talk to and they all kind of have the same consensus that you just got you just got to take that step. You know, some that step might look different for every single person. You know, it could be they have a plan, they have an investor, they have a partner, they have everything set up to where it's like, okay, let's go. Or it's I started out of the back seat of my car and we just grew. Yeah, basically. I mean, you I had a couple of friends kind of do the same thing. You know, a lot of gyms just came and gone, but there's been times I'm like, man, how are we going to do this? We're going to have to shut my doors or whatever. But, you know, I just, I just stuck it out. I sucked it up, went on, made mistakes, fixed those mistakes, learned from that. And here we are. <laughs> so nine years later. That's, that's right. I was going to say nine years later and, you know, haven't have stopped chasing the dream. No, not stop chasing it. So it's just kind of, it's the thing. Now I'm just hustling as much as I can to grow it. Uh, everything I, I, I pull in, I put right back into the facility. Uh, we just ordered another batch of equipment, you know, for, it'll be here probably in the June, first of July. And just, just going from there. 100%. You know, Matthew McConaughey said that, you know, I'm always chasing myself five years from now, another five years from now. I'm always chasing my best. So Right. So it's just, just keep rolling. Keep going. I started this out. I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> I've learned all the way, you know, as, as I went. And uh, so here we are. Yeah, awesome. That's amazing, man. So let's kind of go through, you know, elevator spit or spit speech here. What exactly are the services that you offer for the incoming public and if somebody from the public came in your facility, what's kind of like your initial consultation as far as, you know, are they a good fit for your facility? Are you guys a good fit for them? How would you determine that? Usually they come in, um, we'll sit down and talk about the facility. I'll show them around. Um, a lot of times people first come in, they're a little intimidated. Uh, we are mostly about 85%, you know, free weight. It's a large free weight facility. Um, a lot of people mistake is it's just a powerlifting gym, just a strongman gym or whatever, but that's, that's not the case. You know, we're well-rounded for pretty much set up for anything you want to do. Um, and we walk them through and, and it pretty much sells itself once they get in. Um, we do offer, you know, some personal training, personal coaching and so forth. We're looking at bringing some classes back in the near future. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty simple as far as it, it pretty much, you know, speaks for itself when you come in. Yeah, awesome. Um, so with that being said, are you guys in open gym format where, you know, there's set hours for the facility and they can just come in and, you know, roam the freeways and the machines? Or is it more like, you know, appointment based? Uh, we... Uh, mainly apportment based as far as memberships. I'm here most of the time. We mm -hmm. are, so the door is not, you know, not open. It's for members only. Um, we are 24 um, seven. We just recently changed our system. So now um, if you want to join a gym or check it out, get a day pass, you know, you scan the QR code, you put in your information, it sends you a digital key, you have access to the gym. And then we ask, you know, to set up an appointment so we can show you around, show you the equipment, you know, how everything works here, the rules, and so forth. So that's something we just recently got installed about two weeks ago. And it's been great. It takes a lot of pressure off of me as far as I'm owner, operator, everything, you know, for the gym. So I am busy. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. Yeah, you, you, can't, you can't be in seven places at once. Yeah, 
it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So touching on that, that system, if just to help me understand correctly, that's you, you've had the 24 hour system in place, or is that what was installed two weeks ago? Or was it the, they can scan, they can do the day pass, have the digital key, and then they're able to come in whenever they want. Yeah, we've always been 24 hours. When we okay. first opened, had a, a metal key to get in, just a regular key to get in. Then we put in, you know, a key fob system. A couple about a year ago, I switched from a company in Mind Body to a company, Jim Insight. And they've been amazing as far as how everything works. And then two weeks ago, um, they got a new system that runs with their system for um, instead of key fobs, you have a digital key fob. It okay. just sends our code to your phone. And that's been in process for about two weeks. And it's great. I mean, it really is. You can't share the QR code. You know, once you use it, it regenerates. I mean, you got to pay for it. I think it's like a couple cents a month, five cents a month per fob. That's only active active fobs or so forth. Yeah. We also backup of regular fobs too for those who don't have smartphones. But yeah, it's been great. I, you know, we do a lot of day passes. We have a lot of people travel. A lot of people will drive here an hour or so just to train to use our strongman equipment because nobody else has it. You know, within a drive. So yeah, they come up the door, they scan it, send them QR code, they pay for it, and boom, they got access to the gym for that day or for that week or however long they purchased. So highly recommend the system. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, kudos. That. That's a smart, smart idea. And, you know, it definitely takes a little bit of pressure off you. I uh, have found a couple other gym owners have done that as well. They've switched to the digital fob. So A, they don't have to have the the, the footprint of the actual fob, uh, you know, unless obviously there's not a smartphone. Um, or it's like another person that I just spoke with has a, a key code that they just type in a code on the door and it lets them in if they don't have like the fob or, you know, smartphone and things like that too. So. Yeah, we, we've used those before too. It's, I'm curious how everybody else likes this type of system, but so far it's so much off of me that I can start concentrating on other stuff around here. You know, I right. come in client or trying to train a client or two and my doorbells ring and people trying to come in, check the gym out and I can't focus on them because I'm having to do this. And mm -hmm it helps out a lot. Yeah, that's awesome. So to piggyback off that, you know, what, how is the, the, the structure set up in the facility? Like you, obviously you said your owner, operator, CEO, everything. Do you have any other staff that helps you out as far as like maybe a front desk attendant, or is it literally just you and you have to find time to where you can tour people, sign people up, train people, group fitness, et cetera. It's basically just me. I do have, you know, uh, I got a few people that help me here and there. Um, you know, some people, I'll train them. They'll work for me a little bit. I'll train them. We'll kind of swap out here and there. Um, yeah, uh, people love it here. Uh, don't really have a problem with, you know, weights being left here and equipment all over the place. They pick up their stuff. They clean it. Um, it's They, they really respect the, the, the business, um, but we take care of them, you know. Um, so I do have a lady helps me clean some, my dad, he's retired. He helps me out a little bit, but other than that, it's, it's just me. Awesome. So Claude, with it being just you, and obviously we talked about goals here, you know, 2025, 26 ish, you know, looking to expand to another location, but from, you know, now to then, you know, what's, what's kind of the main focus as far as being able to get to that point. Right. I've got kind of got a, 
a three-year plan. I'll just replace the majority of all our equipment with Arsenal. And we've got another batch coming. Um, looking into hiring somebody to be here, you know, part-time uh, in the near future. I'm working with my CPA on that right now. Um, all my equipment, everything, and you know, it's on a three-year plan, lease to own. It's paid off in three years. This place is finished. It's time to try to open another location. Um, so I, I'm still working on how I'm going to do all that and how to do it, figure it out. You know, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants as always, but <laughs> doing a lot of research, you know, and <laughs> reading and everything, uh, talking yeah. business. So it's it's a learning. It's learning for me. And it, it's, it's stressing, but it's also fun, you know? So... Absolutely fun. You know, it's you you started an endeavor and it's a passion. It's it's a joy. It's you know, it it brings in financial, you know, gain. Um, you know, for the most part, give or take some things. But yeah, you know, that's that's awesome. So to to simplify that, what needs you know, what needs to happen for the most part for you to be able to confidently say, all right, this facility is where it needs to be. Let's get to that. Is it, you know, maximizing the amount of members that you currently have, or, you know, maybe bringing in the group classes a little bit, being able to bring on a, a coach or a trainer, you know, increasing, you know, PT books, you know, what, what, what's that, that map look like um, inside of that, you know, three, four year plan. That's basically, yeah, I do have some trainers. They all work independent, though. Um, that's basically it is getting the new equipment I've got now paid off. You know, the first batch I got, all that's taken care of. We pay this off. Um, it's, it's based on members. You know, as members grow, that's how I justify. I take everything that comes in to the gym. I put it right back into the gym, keep growing it because I got a plan of where I want to be. I know where I want to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, a certain amount of memberships here puts me to where, okay, I'm comfortable enough. This place takes care of itself. I'm ready to start opening another location. Of course, right now, looking for places, looking for property, you know, everything is just ridiculous right now priced. I mean, even even ordering equipment is just crazy priced, you know. Oh, I can't imagine. Steel metal, I mean, for 50, factory direct 50, 45 pound plates, I'm trying to get, you're looking at almost four grand, you know just for 50, 45 pound plates. Um, but it's stuff like that um, to work working through, um, you know, trying to figure out how to hire somebody, you know, train them, then run the place, somebody you can trust, you know, um, all that stuff I'm still working through with my CPA, trying to figure out how to do all that. Looking at taking some, you know, business classes here in the new future to on that learning curve as well. It's kind of, I mean, it's all just, <laughs> I'm, taking it as I go, you know, learning as I go. Um, I've learned enough in the last nine years that I think I'll be fine. It's just getting all this taken care of first and just taking that, that step. <laughs> it's a scary step to take, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They always say, you know, if you're, if you never take a step forward, you're always in that same place. Exactly. So this, this is what I do full time. You know, I'm retired law enforcement. I got, you got that coming in a little bit and it's just growing this for my future, for my kids, you know, hand it over to them, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So <laughs> don't have to work for anybody else. That's the best part. <laughs> that is an amazing part, especially, you know, there's, there's kind of like some personal, you know, behind the scenes driving factors, like you mentioned, you know, your family, 
you know, doing it for them, being able to talk, you know, toss handoff, you know, you know, if that's what they want, things like that. So, uh, you know, that, that, those are all awesome goals. And it's, it's great. When I was in law enforcement, I was going all the time. I was always on call 24 seven. We, you know, I worked canines, missed holidays, missed birthdays, gone at night, gone during the day. And now I don't miss nothing. You know, I, I set my schedule for me and, and it works out great. And it's awesome. I couldn't go back. I can go back for no amount of money to that versus the freedom that I have now. You know, I'm still here. I live at the gym, but, you know, I'm here. I can leave anytime I want, you know, pretty much. It's, it works out great for me and my family. Yeah, that's, that's the best part. You know, as a father myself, you know, being able to, to be there for like those special moments and things like that, it, it means the world. Mm-hmm. It does. It, it makes a difference. So, you know, I got three youngins. One, he's, you know, 19. He's, he's a senior at the University of Alabama. I got another daughter, just her first year in high school. And then one, you know, she's nine years old. And and now I'm there for them. You know, I'm, I can see them every night. And it's, it's great. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing, man. You know, to your point, um, I don't know if we covered this, but what is your current member base right now with your facility? We're around... See, around 400 members i think it is and looking my goal here is about six anywhere from 600 to 900 members a thousand members um that's where we're looking at so and i mean the gym totally you know at 400 members it totally pays for itself it takes care of itself so yeah problem there um, like I said, you know, I base everything on memberships as I grow. I need this certain amount of memberships to do this, this certain amount to do this. And that's how I do everything. Um, I started out small, didn't go big and grew it backwards. Um, try not to overextend myself, you know? So. Yeah, man. So let's talk a little more about on the business side of things, you know, let's talk leads. How are leads coming into your facility? The biggest part of it, honestly, is word of mouth, um, social media. All the members, you know, they, they everybody now brings their phone. Everybody videos their workouts. Everybody's doing some kind of video workout. And that's probably our biggest lead right there. Um, our location is good. We're right on the main highway. Uh, I do do some advertising on social media. Um, we go out to – we do we – do, host meets competition strongman and powerlifting meets here that helps out some um honestly it's word of mouth here in this area for us um yeah no those are great you know it you you mentioned you know word of mouth which obviously is is a great compliment to your facility because it's, it's coming from the people that are inside it, which brings quality behind that because it's, oh, I've been in there. I've done this. It's a great place. Um, and then, you know, social media, oftentimes I speak to gym owners and they're all agreeing that, you know, social media, you know, paid advertising, things like that, just to be able to reach more people is a huge part of it to get, to get those leads into the door or into your inbox, you know, and then from there the process goes, but, um, so when, when you said some advertising, are you, you know, doing paid advertising, you know, Facebook, Instagram leads, are you working with a company? Is it more or less like you have, you know, learned or a person that does it for you? Uh, I do some pay ads, paid ads. I haven't done as much lately or I'm just so busy all the time. Yeah. I'm 
and to get somebody to start taking over the social media side. Mm -hmm. um, we do flyers. We take them to local businesses. Uh, we do do, um, you know, corporate discounts, um, stuff like that. But yeah, the majority of it is social media. Um, it's been great. I did, uh, I paid someone once before, really got nothing out of it. I had a, a email or um, what you call it, website, really got nothing out of that, was paying for that. It was just a waste of money. I could, you know, spend $300 a month on a website or spend, you know, $100 a month on social media and I'll get thousands times more um, engagements than I will on the, the website. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of been really it for me as far as advertising. Yeah. You know, I, I you know, I'm really sorry to hear that, you know, it, what you didn't really get, you know, what you wanted out of it. You know, it's, it's, it's disheartening because there are so many different, you know, things out there and, you know, owners talk about all these different agencies that are like, you know, they get the leads and then it's kind of up to them from there to be able to close them, set the appointments, you know, so on and so forth. So, um, it's, yeah. Um, just, well, yesterday, you see this receipt here? A lady come in, oh, we want to put you on a receipt. So we, we got a high, we do a lot of volume at our store. We help people. And I was like, well, you know, don't really get much out of that. And I said, well, what's your price? To be on this receipt for six months, $349 a month. I was like, get out of here, you know? <laughs> a lot of the places, uh, that's what I would tell a lot of people trying to start a small business or a gym is, watch out for people like that, you know, watch out. Well, we got this website. We guarantee you this, or we guarantee you that. And I've done two or three of those and I never, never get anywhere with it. Um, some, that's some of the, the badder decisions I've made in the past. And that's why I don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, and it helped me understand, was that, you know, an actual like marketing agency that does Facebook, Instagram leads, or was that just an agency that does, you know, websites or flyers or is they, uh, you know, build your website, uh, cost this much a month. Um, okay. with these keys, whatever they call them out there. Um, and then, Oh, well, we you know we, we link everything to your social media and everything really didn't get much out of it. To be honest with you, it was, it was really honestly a waste of money. Yeah. Uh, at the time when I was doing that, we didn't have the money aside to really afford doing that. But we, I did it anyway. Um, so I'm, I'm just very cautious of stuff like that. Because I get calls like, oh, man, we, we, we'll build your website. We'll do this. We'll do it for half price today. No. So. <laughs> right. It, it, you know, and again, I, that, 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 you know, I'm sorry to hear that because, you know, I, from talking to other gym owners, that's not often always the case. There are things that do work. But again, to the point, it's, you know, there's so many, it's, it's finding the right one. Right. And, you know, I'm not out of chain. I'm, I'm, I'm a small owner operator, you know, private facility. Um, yeah. So it's, it's different for me than it is for like your big corporate gym and so forth. Right. Yeah. Right. Not like your, your crunch fitness or, you know, planet fitness, like the big, like, you know, 20,000 square foot facilities. Plenty of money in the budget for you know marketing, advertising. Yeah, well that that's not me. That's <laughs> yeah, you're your yours... pop store, you know, versus Walmart or something. But right, we do yeah, yours. So and, and honestly, they 
didn't bother me at all. It didn't harm my business whatsoever. Um, honestly, a lot of people that go there end up coming here anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's, you know, those models, you know, it, everybody has a model for a reason. I'll just put it like that. And there, there's any gym that's, you know, like, uh, in an open gym format or where people, you know, members can walk in and stuff like that. There's always bound to be people that, you know, I find that will pay for a membership and not use it. Just nature of, you know, how things are. And then there's obviously people that will use it six days a week. Mm -hmm. So, um, well, Claude, you know, for, for, to, for context, for, to, to help me understand, you know, what, and for the listeners, you know, what would it take, you know, from in your mind for, if you were to pay, we'll say X agency, right. Just, you know, without throwing a name out there, you know, what would it take for you to really be like, okay, this is what I want out of something. If I'm going to pay the money for it. Results. <laughs> That's the problem. It, it's the, the two or three that I've used are really got no results out of it. Um, I'd want to see the results, you know, um, I wouldn't want to sign, well, you, we do a one-year contract. We'll do a two-year contract. You know, how about try this out for a month and we'll see what kind of results we get. Um, I don't have the problem spending money if I'm getting what I'm paying for, if I'm getting the results. Yeah. It's kind of a trainer or something, but um, yeah, I'm very weary of that now because I've been screwed on that a few times. So right rightfully so and again you know that's from people that i've talked to oftentimes is not always the case but there are those occasions where the return isn't there but you know it's it's kind of like this is a bad analogy but it's kind of like the you know the the ex-girlfriends like you date somebody doesn't work out doesn't mean you're never going to date again right so um well cool well with you know the leads in you know kind of the things that you're doing right now what does that foot traffic look like you know how many leads are coming in your door on a weekly monthly basis uh it's been pretty busy um here lately we've been getting a lot of the members are sharing everything so we're getting a lot of day passes and i'm seeing okay. in 12 13 day passes a day and usually 80 percent of those within the week are joining the facility um that's like I said, it's word of mouth for me mainly <laughs> on social media. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, let's see here. Membership. Let's see if I can pull it up for this, just this month for you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this, this month, let me go ahead and mark guest as well. Oh, wait, sorry. Go ahead. You can ask me something else while I'm doing this. <laughs> ah, no worries. No worries. I, I, I love a good number. So you know, where, you know, being, you know, 400 members, let's kind of transition a little bit to retention. Do you have, would you say a good retention rate to where the, the amount of people that are 
you know, we'll say leaving versus joining is higher on the joining side than the leaving side as far as net growth? Say that again. Yeah, no, let me, let me clarify. Is, is the amount of people joining greater than the people that are leaving? Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Um, we really don't have a lot of people that leave. Now, if you pull it up in here and it shows you got this many people. Yeah. Those in the computer, but a lot of these are guests. So as I just, I just brought it up here, this is going with prepaid term memberships, open-end memberships and guests. Uh, February this month, um, 376 new records. So, and, you know, like I said, a big part of that is um, prepaid or I guess what you'd call day passes. Yeah. So, I pull it in. Yeah, we're 400, 400 plus on memberships. Um, one of the biggest issues, I guess, we would have as loss is you do, you know, get a lot of like decline memberships, decline cards and stuff like that. And which I've talked to some other gyms around here and they, they do the same thing. And you usually collect on about half of those. So some of those you can leave, usually delete out. And then they usually come back and they got to pay a fee or whatever and get back in. Right. This, there's more this month than I actually realized here. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Now, some of these are, you know, renewing. Some of them are, are not open or not like open in contracts. They're renewing. Um, so I take out the I take out the the open in, and uh, we come out to 185 new members counting guests this month. So that's pretty neat to uh, go back and look at that. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, kind of gives you a, you know, a platform of where, you know, where things are. Yeah, we've pretty much in the last three years, we've more almost tripled, tripled our membership, tripled our business. And um, so it takes roughly I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to pull it up. So as it was a time, you know, I thought, you know, three years ago, right before COVID, it was slow. And then COVID hit. And I honestly, I didn't know how I was going to keep my doors open. You know, mm -hmm. we were supposed to close down for, I think, three months. And uh, what I ended up doing was I ended up only closing for a month and a half because we do have an outside facility. I ended up opening an outside facility, moving all the equipment I had left out there. Everything else, I let my, gave my members a choice. Hey, you want to you know, keep continuing to support us, you know, or cancel membership, you know, however you want to do it. And about half the people stayed. And what I did is they took, I just checked out the quit. I let them take the equipment home, plates, weights, whatever they needed, bring it home. It all came back, not missing anything. Um, we opened back up outside uh, 10 at a time. We started growing as soon as the restrictions was left. I mean, it was just like, boom. Um, I think part of that's good karma, you know, and then since then I've had people, you know, lost their jobs or whatever. And these people just stay with me these times. Hey man, it's on me three month membership, you know, you get back on your feet, let me know. And those people start bringing people in, telling people, Hey man, check this gym out. And that's kind of since COVID man, we've really boomed. Um, I've made two orders, two brand new orders of equipment, one with Arsenal, one with Precore, and I'm just, just keep rolling with it. So they know we're here now. <laughs> so you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome. You know, congrats on, you know, creating that, 
that value inside of your facility, your culture to be able to have that, that return. Yeah. I'm a big believer. Take care of people. They'll take care of you, you know? hundred mm-hmm. percent agree with that. So we've dabbled a little bit of everything, you know, retention is there. Obviously there, there's probably some memberships that, you know, aren't used as often as others. And, you know, the lead, leads are there, you know, what, you know, while we're on air for the listeners, you know, what would you like to see happen? Obviously member growth is a, is a, you know, a big part of that, but what, what, what would you like to see happen? That's not happening right now before you get to that, that three-year mark or when you get to by the time you get to that three-year mark for your next facility. I would like to have classes back. Um, I'm actually looking at expanding to another 3,000 square feet just to do classes. Um, we do host events. I'd like to get back to hosting, you know, maybe six to eight events a year between now and then. Um, finish the, the gym out with the, the rest of the equipment that I want. Um, grow to, like I told you, six to eight, 900 people. A thousand would be perfect. Um, I mean, that would be great. So it's just, and, you know, as far as that, you know, I got stuff here I'm trying to finish. You know, we got a garage I'm trying to finish, you know, um, cosmetic wise, we got things we're working on a gym. It's just kind of taking it as it comes and doing what I can do when I can do it, you know, as we grow, you know, it takes certain funds for this funds for that. And just trying to balance it all out and what, what's most important now and then go, go that route, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. It makes sense. And like, again, those are, you know, great goals with, with your studio, you mentioned, you know, maybe another 3000 square feet. Does your facility or area have the, the, the means to be able to expand into that extra square footage? Would it be just adding on to the facility, like maybe knocking down a wall? I have the space available to me. Um, it's, it actually joins this facility basically it's a door um it's about 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 roughly three thousand square feet um as soon as i wanted he says it's mine uh, i was actually looking at moving into that this january and was going to run the meets and some classes out there but like i said i just ordered a whole new batch of equipment so yeah. i'm kind of looking towards the spring on that that side of facility now see how things go between now and then um it's just all kind of up in the air, man. It's, I know what I want. I'm just trying to, to make it happen and working hard and hustling, trying to do it, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, I, again, you know, it sounds like just, you know, maximizing, you know, some revenue, you know, in certain areas to be able to recoup slash continue on forward with the plan. Mm-hmm. Awesome, man. Love that. Well, I think that's a good place to kind of start wrapping up here. I got a couple last things for you, Claude. One thing I always like to ask, you know, gym owners as they're on the show for, for every out there that's listening. And, you know, maybe, maybe something that's not a gym owner, what would you tell them or give them as far as words of advice to start their own journey into the entrepreneurship world, uh, in the fitness industry? Stay consistent, man. Um, you got a dream, go for it, you know, um, just be careful what you do, have a good plan you're going to make mistakes you know you'll learn from those mistakes just to stay the course you know don't overextend yourself um i lost you there nope you got me there you are and uh you know i've, I've known 
couple of friends that's done the same thing. You know, they kind of went big on their gym at front and they lasted maybe two, three years. And, you know, it's, I've been pretty blessed starting out small. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't really know, you know, <laughs> kind of caught me off guard, but just, just go for it, you know. Um, a lot of places I've seen some private gyms, they, you know, they go and they just buy all this equipment and just throw it in there, you know. All the equipment we got here is handpicked. Everything in this facility gets used. I don't just buy a bunch of equipment, just throw it in there to have all this equipment. You know, it's everything here serves a purpose. And that's kind of how we got everything laid out. Um, I think laying out your gym properly is, is a big thing as well. Um, so <laughs> I don't know, you know, for me, for me starting out, I wasn't able to get, you know, the help, the loans or whatever. Um, I was turned down. Um, you know, we're, we're looking for this type of person for business or that type of person for business. So basically I cashed in my retirement and this is what I did. So I took that, that plunge, which was scary, but I mean, you build it and they'll eventually come. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it really, to be honest with you. Um, just go for it, man. Just hustle, hustle, hustle. You know, don't start something and then don't don't hustle. You're not going to go anywhere. You know, make friends, meet the right people, the right business people, talk to the right business people. Because um, you're going to make mistakes, and I made a bunch. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I th I think those are you know great answers, especially because you know every gym owner has their own perspective on how they've done things and what they think is valuable to you know start a business, and that's the 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 great creativity and nature of the beast is that there I don't think there's one wrong way I mean I'm sure there's wrong ways to do it but I don't think there's one defined way where like this this is it this is what you have to do right have a good CPA get you a CPA to start have a good CPA that might be the one thing that you must have have a good CPA because there's a lot I don't know about where you're at but I know I was originally in Tennessee I'm in Virginia now there is a lot of laws for gyms that that we didn't even know about once we get rolling. So, and you know, you need a good CPA. Um, but that's really it. Um. Yeah. Awesome, Claude. No, that's great. That's great. And again, congrats on all that. Last piece here, you know, for everybody out there listening, how can they reach your set? How can they look you up? Facebook, Instagram, websites, go ahead and give a shout out. Yeah, man. If uh, you're interested, just look us up, you know, go to Iron Mayhem Gym or, or any of our social media platforms. Um, we have photos, videos on there. You can check it all out. You want to join, you want a day pass, man, just, you know, type in the link or scan the QR code and it'll set you right up. Uh, anytime anybody wants to come by and check the place, set an appointment with me. I'll make sure I'm here. Um, we have events coming up. We have uh, uh, IPA uh, powerlifting meet coming up, uh, I see April 29th. we got a strongman competition in downtown Bristol coming up April 15th and a few more coming up in the, in the toward the end of the year so uh, yeah check us out man if you're in the area or, or traveling through step it check us out come in get your workout in see what we're about <laughs> awesome Paul. we appreciate sharing all that uh everybody out there listening go check out his gym and for anybody else that wants to join in on the show and share their perspective on you know what they're doing and you know maybe the things that they've experienced along the way good and bad you know we'd love to have you so click on our link below type in your info we'll be in touch and we'll get you on the show but until then, y'all, that's been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. Gym Lords, out. 
Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily. And joining us on the show is Jeremy out of Port City Sports Performance in Wilmington, North Carolina. What's going on, Jeremy? How are you doing today? How are we doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for asking. Definitely excited to have you on the show. You know, you've been a business owner for the past 14 years. But before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on and how you run Port City Sports Performance, tell us a little bit about how you describe your business to people and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. All right. Uh, yeah, we are uh, a small box gym, uh, you know, kind of an old school iron feel. Um, I like to always say you, we're your one-stop strength shop because uh, we have everything from your average everyday gym fitness equipment, but also uh, specialty equipment, powerlifting, strongman, uh, so a little bit of everything. Um, you know, we, we started, you know, 14 years ago uh, as, uh, as a coach and, and educator, uh, training our own athletes. And then from there, we kind of gravitated into uh, picking up other athletes and training them and, and kind of joining into the uh, sport performance-based uh, training. I did it as an athlete in college, um, and so did one of my partners at the time, and we always said we'd like to do the same kind of sport performance-based training, just kind of in an old-school feel. So 14 years later, here we go. Here we go. So is there anything in particular that made you want to open up a gym? any specific moment or was it just like your passion for teaching and athletes? You know, it, it never, <laughs> that's a great question. I, I never really thought of myself as, uh, or I thought of this process as uh, eventually opening up a gym. Uh, it was all very, uh, you know, sport performance based, uh, one-on-one small group sessions. Uh, we were training our own athletes, um, you know, to, to just make them better all around. Uh, and so as the, as the pro as our process started to grow and we kind of gravitated from a garage, uh, to a 1500 square foot to a 3,700 square foot uh, to the, uh, our location now that is now 24 hour access, um, you know, all around fitness, personal training, programming, open gym, uh, group fitness classes, uh, yoga, youth classes, uh, you know, now, yeah, it is a gym. Uh, and, um, so it's been interesting. It's been, a, it's been, uh, you know, a fun learning curve over the years, um, especially to kind of at one point to, to look at it as it's really just for our athletes and making our athletes better to know we can do this for all athletes all over. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's been, and even, you know, the general fitness client. And that's been fun to see 
the moms of some of the athletes come in and say, man, I re- that looks really cool. I'd like to try some of that, you know, and that's just kind of how it, how it started. Yeah. So when did you guys decide to also start serving the general population? As we started getting more inquiry, um, I think from, um, you know, parents in the facility or, uh, you know, just outside people, word of mouth uh, started to kind of grow and hear about the things that we were doing. Um, you know, it helped that we, we, we've trained some professional athletes uh, over the years. And of course, that bringing notoriety um, and, and also, you know, essentially that, that advertising, uh, you know, they, it just kind of started to grow from there. And then uh, as the personal training uh, kind of took off, um, and then the group classes kind of took off, then it was just kind of a no brainer to, to continue to expand on the services that we were already offering. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been a business owner for the past 14 years, but prior to that 14 years ago, did you have like any experience with entrepreneurship? Uh, I did. Um, I actually, uh, am from Ohio. I moved here about 20, a little over 20 years ago. Uh, and I was actually running my own, uh, landscaping business, bed installation, uh, landscape design company there. Uh, that's what I did all through college, uh, when I wasn't, uh, in school or, or playing sports in college. Um, and so I did it right after and it was going great, but I needed to, I needed a change. And so I moved and, I didn't know that I would be now in the fitness industry in North Carolina. Yeah. Life is funny sometimes like that. So you mentioned um, there was a bit of a learning curve. Where would you say like the biggest, where was the biggest learning curve for you guys and how did you overcome that and work through it? Um, I think as you start to expand and you start to grow and get bigger, you know, the learning curve there is one, how do you stay relevant, but also how do you keep adding new services that are, well, obviously going to help you pay for this new expansion, you know, um, especially when we can't kind of came from a more of a, uh, you know, a, a bare bones kind of uh, mentality to, well, we're going to offer group fitness classes, we're going to offer 24 seven. So all of a sudden now it's like, you're adding cameras into the mix and key cards and, you know, turfing out areas and adding new cardio equipment and equipment that you're just specialty equipment that you wouldn't have probably had if you're just kind of keeping it very bare minimum. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I think that growth was, was definitely challenging. Uh, and then on, and then not to mention how to stay on top, you know, how do you continue to add people and grow and, and keep members, retain members, but also add members. Yeah. So since you bring that up, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about marketing. Now, when you first opened the gym, did you start from zero clients or did you have like a small base? Uh, we had a, a, a small base, uh, just because they were already our athletes. Um, okay. you know, I coach, I coached wrestling. Um, and so we had our wrestlers, but then they had friends. So, you know, next thing you know, it was like 
some wrestlers and then some football players. Uh, well, then some baseball players and then softball players and then soccer players. And then from there, it kind of just uh, kind of gravitated into, uh, you know, more and more. So, you know, as far as, you know, initially from the beginning, was there a lot of marketing? Uh, no, some word of mouth, you know, obviously some flyers, um, you know, at events, you know, event marketing is always good uh, because you can talk to people, you can hand things out and talk to people, mm-hmm. uh, you know, being that we're, we're coaches, we had contacts within the community uh, with some sponsors, some businesses, parents. So that always helped too. Uh, but then as you be, kind of become more of a, a business, more business mindset, um, you know, and you start to kind of grow, well, you got to kind of play that game too. So get your website, social media, um, you know, I still stick to the event stuff. We like to find events now, you know, set up tables and booths and kind of, uh, you know, get in front of people. Um, but, you know, all in all, that's that's really, you got to kind of pay attention to the times, you know, 14 years, social media was not really a big thing. You know, Facebook was was big, but as far as Instagram and all that stuff, Twitter was kind of coming up then. Now Twitter's kind of, you know, push push to the backside, whereas like Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff kind of take off. So um, that's kind of one of those things that you got to got to kind of learn and play the game. Yeah, absolutely. Social media has definitely played a big part um, in our industry. So what have you got? What have you been able to build your membership up to? As far as like numbers? Mm-hmm. If you're yeah, we're, we're sitting over 200 members right now. Okay. Um, so, you know, in the, I would say a lot of those members are probably like our open gym members mm-hmm. and then the rest of them are going to fall into personal training, our programming, um, and, and then our classes, youth gotcha. and adult classes. Okay. So was there ever like a number that you got stuck at when it, when it came to like growing your memberships. So was there a point in business where you like, couldn't get over, I don't know, maybe 90 or 95. You know, it's always kind of been a gradual upswing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Yeah. You fluctuated, you know, plus or minus five in there, maybe plus or minus 10, but it's always kind of been consistent. It wasn't really until COVID hit um, that, you know, we obviously took a downturn and had to had to make some adjustments and kind of learn how to uh, accommodate and and uh, be able to adapt to the kind of the, the new norm. You know, mm-hmm. um, we were lucky enough that because we are really a community back gym, our community was amazing. I mean, our, our clients are amazing. They love they love the area. They love the equipment. Uh, you know, for the most part, I think they like me, um, but, uh, you know, they, they were real quick to sit there and say, just status quo, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry about it. You know, um, obviously there were some that were like, I, I lost my job. I can't, you know, and even some of those people, we were like, don't worry about it. You know, come to the gym. Like, let's, let me take care of you. Um, you know, if you can take care of us on the backside, cool. But that's, I mean, we're lucky. We're, we have some amazing members that were just all about making it their home. And, and that's just kind of how we treat it. It's good to know. Good to know. 
So your path from zero to 200 members, looking back, um, is there anything that you would do differently over the course of that time in terms of, you know, growth and continuing to grow? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Uh, because ironically, I've, I've helped um, a couple individuals open their own gyms. Um, and so it's really easy for me to sit there and say, okay, I learned this the hard way, you know? And so if I was you, maybe I would try doing this, you know, ahead. Um, and, you know, I would say, you know, some of the best things you can do is, is to, to have that plan to figure out exactly what you want. Um, and determine how much space you need and not, not necessarily, you know, go for that 10,000 square foot building right out the gate, but have a good size facility, know the services that you're going to offer, um, and then potentially be able to put the money into it right away. Um, you know, we've grown it organically. Uh, we, we basically did it on our own equipment with little to no investment. And that's great, you know, because uh, we could continue to grow and kind of keep putting it in. But we were always at that, you know, we were always at that place where it was, we still needed things, we still wanted things. And it wasn't until we really decided to go all in that uh, and, you know, take out a loan and get some money um, that that's when we really took off is because the facility looked the way we wanted it to. We had the services that we wanted to offer. We had the majority, a large majority of the equipment that we wanted. Um, and so we were able to really facilitate the business and the training that we wanted, that we wanted to. Um, so that's my thing to always, you know, as, as people are, are kind of up and coming and, and really considering it is, you know, know your market, know the area, uh, know what people can afford. Um, and then, you know, don't necessarily overreach based on what you're going to offer and what you're going to charge. Uh, it's okay to, to kind of start, you know, small, but have the things that you want and need instead of trying to make money just to pay for what you have. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. So as the gym owner, what are some of the things that you do on a daily basis to keep the gym, the gym growing in the direction that you want it to go? Um, you know, I think, you know, communications are big, you know, I have, uh, you know, seven uh, coaches, trainers, um, you know, and a partner. So I need everybody to be on the same page to know when we're running specials, to know when uh, what's up and coming. Uh, that way we don't, you know, stall the machine from moving forward, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then obviously the, uh, the marketing aspect um, to, to keep trying to uh, keep the social media running, um, you know, because that's kind of, I mean, it's really like a daily thing, um, you know. You know, so other than that, it's, I don't know, for me, it's, it's trying to focus on several things each day, several big things each day. All right. 
because then all the other things will just get done pretty quick. But those big things can then move me forward in a direction. Like right now, we're trying to hire uh, three new trainers. You know, so the biggest thing is to get the write-ups, you know, get them posted, vet the incoming people. Uh, so that's kind of the focus and not to lose focus. But you still have all those other things to do too. So. Okay. So and, and for you, like what type of lifestyle were you looking for your business to provide for you? We, talk, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, this was never something for me to, you know, to, to make millions and, and ride off into the sunset kind of thing. Uh, you know, initially it was really just some supplemental income. You know, I was teaching, I was coaching. Um, I enjoyed, you know, uh, helping better youth. Um, and it really wasn't until kind of the, it wasn't until like we really started to expand and become this bigger entity that I was like, okay, it's really hard to kind of maintain uh, a full-time career on top of a successful business and still grow. Um, you know, so, I mean, now it, it is my full-time gig, you know, so I still stand by the fact that I'm not trying to sit here and, you know, retire on a bunch of money and ride off into the sunset. But it, I wanted to, I wanted to sustain my life. I wanted to be able to, you know, keep a roof over my head put food on the table, uh, pay for my kid to, to do her select soccer, uh, you know, travel, uh, you know, just have a normal everyday life, uh, but also plan for retirement and do that stuff. Um, you know, the good thing about the gym is that can be a good retirement job. I don't have to retire, but I would like to, you know, at least have that money to the side that I can retire when I need to. Mm -hmm. So, so, I mean, at what point did you realize that, that, you know, is something that could actually happen because there are a lot of gym owners that are like, I didn't get into this for the money, but I, it seems like you have a different perspective. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, at the, at the time it started, like I said, it was just about training our kids. You know, my goal, my goals then were, uh, especially as a young coach were to make the best athletes possible and to, uh, to get them where their goals, where they wanted to be in their goals. So that was always the focus. So, you know, just starting a business and, uh, you know, and training them in a business was really no different. I was going to be doing it anyways. Um, you know, so, you know, having said that now, goal still remains the same. It's just a little bit different. I, I enjoy people, you know, I lo love helping the athletes, but um, I also like watching people uh, meet their goals. Um, you know, when, you know, just to, we just, for instance, we, we had a, a member uh, was in a bad truck accident, had to have some surgery. Um, so we're actually, you know, going to take him some, uh, he missed, you know, had to have some hip surgery, but we're going to take him some plates, some bands so he can go work out his upper body at home. We're going to give him stuff to do, you know, like that's just it. I, you know, people helping people, it's always makes it a little bit better out there when you have, uh, you know, stuff like that going on. Yeah. 
So as we come to a close soon, I have a few more questions for you. Um, two more questions. Next question is like, what are your goals for the gym like 2023 and beyond? Well, uh, that's a you know great question because you know we we have some major plans to kind of move forward in uh, a few different directions. Uh, we're starting to add yoga classes. Um, I'm actually talking to a, a local self self owned uh, cycling company about potentially bringing in part time classes there. Uh, we are um, going to really jump on to the. Uh, summer camps and after school programs, but they're fitness based summer camps and fitness based after school camps uh, for kids uh, starting in June or, or mm -hmm. May. And then, uh, you know, so that's, I mean, that's a lot of new services to roll out, you know, in 2023. Um, and then from there, you know, who knows? Maybe we uh, open up a second place um, as we start to outgrow the facility uh and kind of continue on that path all righty and last question for you is if you could look back 14 years ago um give yourself a piece of advice that you needed to hear but didn't know it um ironically it, it's kind of sounds like a marriage right you know uh Communication, you know, like you have to be able to communicate well. It's not just with uh, the community and the people, um, you know, but also your partners. If you have a partner, uh, you know, you have to be able to, uh, you know, communicate to your employees and kind of keep that uh, to keep the machine rolling. Uh, because any little any little kink in the machine slows that process and can kind of screw up a lot of other things. Uh, and that just causes you more problems down the road. That's a really good point that you bring up. Commun so communication, even with the smallest things that you think don't matter that much, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Because if you think everything's just fine, but you're like, yeah, I think this might be a problem, but nah, it's probably not. Well, then come to find out it is. And, you know, you know, three weeks, a month down the road, either you lose a, you lose a client and or you lose a coach, you know, something along those lines, because you just didn't know, but you didn't bring it up to address it either. Um, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. Is there a specific, like, well, you don't have to give us details, but is there like, was there like a specific instance or instances that kind of solidify that communication is very, very important? Well, I think over time, yeah. I, th I think over time I've had, a, you know, a few, you know, had, uh, at one point, three partners, and uh, you know now I have two partners, uh, and that third partner left on his own. Like, you know, he just he was end up moving, and so it was just his time to go. But you know, you when you have when you have headstrong individuals, um, you know, all former uh, college athletes, all coaches, and you know, if you're not on the same page, but then you have a you know a misunderstanding that can lead to some problems, you know, uh, same thing, had a, you know, a trainer, uh, move into town. Um, and he had always said that, uh, like he would, he was hoping to kind of be in the movie industry down here in Wilmington, you know, did a lot of filming Netflix prime. Um, 
and we end up getting a class advertising, spending money on it. We start to get enrollment and all of a sudden he gets a role and he's like, Oh, sorry, I got to go. And it was just like that. And I was like, I, I mean, I didn't know this was going to be that soon. He's like, well, you know, so the point is, is, you know, yeah, you know, and then you have some members where some members feel something. We just had a member, um, you know, earlier, like two weeks ago, he just really, he just wasn't, he, he was in a disagreement with somebody and he just wasn't necessarily in a place where he was moving anyways, or, uh, he was moving in three months anyways. He's like, you know what? I should probably just go ahead and leave the gym. And instead of just talking to me and me saying, you know what? I support you. Go ahead and go. He ends up, you know, we have a billing company, calls a billing company, becomes this big thing. And so I call him. I said, you have my number. We literally talked about this. Why didn't you just let me know? He's like, I just didn't want to bother you. Hey, man, it's not a problem. You know, we support you. You know, good luck. Good luck in the future, man. Anytime you're back in town, come back in the gym. And it, it was just that easy. But, you know, communication is an easy thing if you're just up front about it. Yeah, I love it. So, Jeremy, this is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, we're, uh, you can find us on Instagram at uh, PC Sports Performance or portcitysports.net is the website. Or if you're in the Wilmington area, just Google us. We come up pretty quick. All righty. Thank you so much, Jeremy. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show today. And looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to continue to accomplish down the road. So thank you, everybody. You're welcome. Who tuned in today? We appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lourdes, out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, we have two guests today, Mr. David Legault and Mr. Wes Kitts of CrossFit Knoxville and CrossFit Knoxville North, obviously coming to you from Knoxville, Tennessee. Gentlemen, how are you today? What's going on? I'm doing great. Thank you. Very good. I am particularly excited to get into this. There's a lot of layers and a lot for us to dig into 
from the business side of things and, and to pick your brain and see what kind of wisdom we can extract out of there. But before we do that, guys, give us a little bit of background on how you describe CrossFit Knoxville from a high level. For people listening who aren't familiar with this location at this point, what is this gym? Or what are these two gyms? What are they about? Um, well, so we're, uh, you know, we're CrossFit. We're, we're group fitness, you know, high intensity functional movements constantly varied that, you know, tagline of, uh, of any gym. And that's what we do. Um, gym's been around for a long time. It's one of the original affiliates in Knoxville. Um, the original owner started in 2008 in his garage, kind of the most, like, that's the, you know, storyline of how it all CrossFit way. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of history here. And so, you know, with the two locations, we're just trying to do the best we can to to spread health and fitness and community across Knoxville, um, do it in a, a positive, inviting way. Um, you know, CrossFit's changed quite a bit throughout the years. The, um, the landscape in terms of like competition, what have you is, you know, it, there's there's lots of gyms in every town now, it seems. Um, so we just sort of navigate those waters as best we can and just try to provide a good service to our, to our members and the, to the surrounding community and just be a good example of, you know, when you come in, this is what we do. We focus on health and fitness and we try to do it in as fun a way as we possibly can. Got it. Okay. Now you alluded to the original owner in the yeah. line there. Talk to us about how the two of you guys came to be involved in all of this take us back to to when that actually happened and how we got here sure um so yeah the original owner started again garage 2008 opened one location then opened another um owned and operated them for a, a number of years um i think slowly over time kind of just realized that you know beyond 15 years or so was not uh in the cards for him and just looked to kind of move on from running the business and there was a couple potential people in place, but things fell through. Um, and it literally got to the point of, it was a, a an ad, like on a, a business listing on a, um, a commercial, whatever commercial business site. And uh, that's how I came across it through a, a mutual friend that was formerly part of this community. He sent me a listing. So guess what's for sale. And I, I said, uh, so are we buying it? <laughs> um, you know, sight unseen, I'd never been in the facility. Uh, I'd actually talked to the owner once a number of years ago. I'm not originally from Tennessee, but moved here a few years back. And I talked to him because weirdly connected to him. My neighbor actually is related to him and um, it just didn't work out. World. It's it's really bizarre that a thousand miles from home, my neighbor sees me running around in my driveway and tells me, Johnny owns CrossFit. I'm like, what? Paul, what are you talking about? Um, and so I got connected to him. And so when I Literally that day again, uh, so are we buying it? He said, no, he was kind of just showing me that it was for sale. I reached out to my wife and then instantly called the previous owner and said, I don't know how, but I'm going to buy your gym. Uh, and he said, let's talk. Uh, yeah. And uh, kind of started from there. And it was a lengthy process, um, you know, with two locations and leases and affiliation licensing uh, things. And so there's a lot of moving parts. Um, mm -hmm. I started this with partners. I had two business partners when I purchased the business. Um, so there's just a lot of stuff. It took six or seven months to finally um, get to the end of the line and then uh, took over in May of 2022 and uh, just sort of jumped in with both feet and just hoped for the best. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting journey, but um, you've done a little more than hope, though. 
Yeah, so I mean, I jumped in. So it's <laughs> I hope so. Oh, yeah, we got we got. I don't know how much into the week. Like it was wild. Like you know, he and I were talking, and I you know I met some of the coaches, and like we had a potential closing, and then we couldn't get assigned a lease, and these things just kept going. We didn't know if we were going to be assigned a lease for one of the locations because they were just being very difficult. There was um, it's just owned by a big management management firm out of state. You know, we didn't know if the sale was going to go through even my own partnership on the purchase process, like had issues of like, maybe this isn't a good idea for us. And literally like jumped in with both feet of like one night, the previous owner called and said, Hey, I don't have anybody to coach tomorrow. Can you do it? And I had never, I had been inside the facility. Yes. <laughs> I literally knew no one. And I just showed up and I was like, Hey, I'm Dave. I'm coaching today. And no one in the room had any idea who I was. <laughs> and someone's like, are you the guy that might be buying the gym? And I said, I hope so. It's nice to meet you. Uh, so start. this really was the the hope and pray strategy for a little while. It was right? just in trial by fire. Like I'm yeah. just like listen. As all good like, fitness businesses go. There was no like second option for myself and my wife. Like we committed to this wholeheartedly back the first day that we talked about it. And so whether it was with the partners that I had set up or if the sale couldn't go through, I was going to potentially partner with the previous owner. So I would run it. I mean, I was for the first, for the month of April, I ran the business as an unpaid employee. Um, Cause he's yeah, like, so well, you're not kidding you? about moving parts here. And he said, any decision that's made, it doesn't affect me. So like, I shouldn't make them. If it costs me a lot of money, let me know, but otherwise you're in charge. I was like, well, okay, here we go. So then all the really? coaches and staff just sort of started reporting to me and I started making decisions and I wasn't, I wasn't getting paid to coach. I wasn't getting paid to, to do anything. I was just, you know, volunteering my time because I'm going to own this gym. I guess I'm a gym owner now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was a really, um, the day that we closed was really like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It just, it, it didn't, it almost didn't feel like a real thing. Like it wasn't a big deal because yeah. everything gone so long and been so wonky along the way that it was just really like okay yeah we just signed papers now <laughs> yeah so for anybody out there considering purchasing an existing gym know that it's not just this nice clean here's a business in a box there's a bit more to it than that and so Wes when did your involvement come into the picture um I guess it was early December um I uh was needing a place to do some training to, to get ready for world championships. And I reached out to a weightlifting coach I knew from CrossFit Knoxville from a long time before. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny The my first exposure to Olympic weightlifting was in this gym back in like 2012 or 13. Um, Full circle. That's yeah. Nice. It's cool. kind of wild, honestly. But, uh, yeah. So this guy, Greg, he was just like, he had, he's got the most beautiful technique and he still, uh, coaches weightlifting out at the West Knoxville facility. So anyways, I'm needing a spot to train and I reach out to Greg. I'm like, Hey, uh, I know, I know somebody new got the, the gym. Is there any way you could uh, pass along his contact information? I kind of need a place to train and the North Knoxville location is pretty close to home for me. So I got Dave's phone number and I reached out and, uh, I told him I was in a pickle and needed somewhere to train for a little bit. And I mean, he was just so welcoming. I mean, we know each other two days and he's making burgers on the grill during my Saturday. So match made in heaven for me and my friend. <laughs> it, it was uh, pretty cool, honestly. And um, yeah, Dave's just been very open and very receptive. And he just like, 
he just took care of me. I was like, all right, I, you know, I just got to focus on training and get through worlds and then we'll figure out what we can do together beyond that. And he was like, yeah. And he just, he'd come to practice, bring his son, you know, just, I mean, it was, it was really awesome that Dave was able to help me out the way it was. Yeah. And so uh, I want to hear a little bit about the, the comparison and contrast between starting a gym from scratch versus taking over an existing business. This is, all still fairly recent this was yeah nine or ten months ago that the transition took place what's been your experience in buying into a a 15 year old business right um yeah i've actually thought about this quite a bit and like an analogy that came up to mind while we were talking was even um there's like this cooking show that my kids like to watch and the, the two comparisons would be like if you're going to make something and you got to buy all the ingredients or the show that they watch is you're just handed a bunch of ingredients and you have to figure out how to make something out of it. And so I feel like there's a little bit of a, a crossover there to those two types of things, because when you buy an existing business, you have the benefit of like day one, I had money. I had people like there were customers, clients, members, you know, like there was already revenue that was being generated. There were some, you know, there's business things in place, systems and whatnot, which can all be really good and beneficial because from day, you know, from May 20th to May 21st, a name on a piece of paper changed, that was it. Um, everything else could still function as is, but then, you know, which obviously if you start from the ground up, it's a lot of, you know, open prey of like, hey, I have this gym, I have all this equipment, I have all these great ideas, I have no people. Um, so you're instantly kind of behind the eight ball, so to speak. But then, you know, the potential downside when you buy an existing business is you have 10, 15 years of someone else that's been at the helm. I don't mean that necessarily in a negative way, but like no two people are going to be the same. Like I, you know, connect a fair amount with the previous owner, but at the same time, there's a lot of things that we would do different and how we would approach things and how we would run things. You know, he had been doing it for a long time and wanted to be disconnected from the business. So he had a lot of things in place. So he didn't really necessarily have to run the day to day where me coming in, that's what I wanted. I didn't right. want it to passive income. Like I just, you know, work another job or I sit at home and everyone else does everything. Cause especially in like the CrossFit space, there's not a lot of, that's not a good thing. I think a lot of times for ownership, uh, especially if it's new. Um, yeah. Especially with the takeover, you want you to can, put your own stamp on things. Right. And so like you come into like, you know, you hear a lot of, well, well, this is how Johnny used to do it. And you're like, well, that's great, but he's not here anymore. Um, we're going to do things a little bit different. So it's like, again, you have all those pluses of like, you have an existing functioning, you know, profitable, if you will, business, you know, not always, I know they're not always profitable when people take them over, but in my case, thankfully, um, but you also then have to navigate like as good as they might be. I didn't hire any of my coaches as you know, interesting. Okay. Your, your coaching, your class schedule was dictated by somebody else. Um, all your members, right? Like, especially even in like with the CrossFit space, like there's a thing as firing members, right? Like if someone's not a good fit. There should not, be. Yeah. And I'm not saying anyone, you know, currently fits into that category with who we have here in our community, but it's just the thing. Like you didn't foster everything that's taken place. Like you didn't pick the colors of paint on the wall. And so now it's like you have this desire to put your stamp and your fingerprint and I want this to be me. But I also have to respect 15 years of somebody else already did this 
and did it well enough to get it here for 15 years. So where's the line between not respecting the history and making it my own? Um, and that was a big challenge at first, honestly, because yeah. like I've wanted and, to, and I'm sure still nine or 10 months into this. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're currently, uh, redecorating and painting kind of this main weightlifting area where, you know, West typically calls home and people are like, you're getting rid of the green. And we're like, yeah, uh, I get to be yeah. the good on that one though. Says, uh, it's, I, I put a big, a big fat W on the wall too. So he can just be like, West did it, you know? Yeah, go go confront <laughs> go confront the guy that throws hundreds of kilos over his head. Yeah. Go West tell him you're it. upset about it. <laughs> so yeah, there's just there's all that stuff to take into account of again, trying to make it my own, you know, like it and I saw you kind of perk up with like the the employee thing too, you know. Like again, you start a gym from yeah. you're bringing people into the fold that you think are a good fit, they're developing under your principles and your philosophies and they're your people they're and again i'm friends too yeah i mean typically yeah you might have a, there's a good chance you know them ahead of time but there's there's trust and there's belief that may right. not exist in right. this sort of a situation or at least uh, that needs to be earned a little right you know and and thankfully you know there is a really good staff of people here a lot of different diverse skill sets um but very early on i i had to terminate a coach within the first like month or so of ownership uh, and then I had another one that left um, around that same time for different reasons, because it was, again, I had a very hands-on approach. I want to be a part of the community. I want to be in the classes. I want to know what everybody's doing. And so those are just things that, you know, like in a, a more, we'll say commercial gym or bigger box gym, so to speak, like if a trainer leaves, people are like, oh, I'm sad, especially if they were being trained by that person. But there's a general indifference to most of the gym community. But when you do that in a CrossFit gym and they're used to seeing such and such person every time they take a class and now that person yeah. isn't anymore. It, it lingers. Can, it can be impactful. I mean, that's how yeah. that takes gyms, some gyms apart sometimes, like when right. just leave and open their own facility or, you know, whatever the case may be. So, um, yeah. yeah, those are just all so pros and cons to both, sure. right? We can build right. a gym from scratch. We can take over an existing gym. No one size fits all answer. I want to shift gears a little bit here uh, towards the business side of things and, and growth from where you were. You mentioned profitable at takeover, but with these locations, are they both full or near membership capacity or are we still trying to grow a little bit? Uh, definitely trying to grow. I don't, I wouldn't say that either one is necessarily at capacity. Uh, I heard a good metric, honestly, even just this week that you should strive for a hundred members per thousand square feet. Um, and if that's the case, then like, oh my gosh, cause we've got, we got some room. Okay. We've got some, we've got some room, uh, definitely have one facility that is, is busier than the other. It's just on a, a busier side of town. Um, there's just, there's more people over there. Just the, the community and the demographic is a little different. So it's a more popular location. Um, and then the other one is, um, I mean, even admittedly from the previous owner, it's been a bit more of a struggle um get to that next level so i mean growth is definitely the goal okay but and done in a strategic way right that's the other part with when you're that was going to be my next question is what yeah. is that what does that look like since you guys have taken over what have we what have we done or what are we thinking about doing to address that so again with and it's not to again i, I want to give the utmost respect to, to someone that owned a fitness business especially in the crossfit space for as long as they did 
Um, there's a lot that went into that and I have a, you know, a ton of respect and, and um, appreciation for that. But I think especially towards the end, it was kind of a shift away from the model, so to speak, of like really embracing traditional CrossFit and being like what CrossFit's supposed to be about and doing the CrossFit open and, and this is what we do and this is who we are. And I think there was a bit of a, a hedge towards a more boot camp, you know, um, just a little less traditional CrossFit. I think that was sort of starting to be the focus as again, other gyms in the area opened up and CrossFit's kind of been a little volatile throughout the years with its popularity and just different things. I mean, there's been a lot of, um, turmoil within CrossFit. I mean, it changed ownership and all that. Um, and so like taking over, I feel like the pure essence, so to speak, not to be kind of corny of CrossFit was kind of being put to the wayside a little bit. Um, for me, it was important to bring that back. Like, so that was something that I changed that's been to my financial detriment is that it's like, I'm not super worried about always chasing like new members or the next, like, I want to grow our community from the inside out. Like I want the foundation of who we are and what we do here to be so strong that we can, you know, eliminate some of the turnover because people aren't leaving because they're super invested in what we're doing. I'd rather invest in people that I already have because they're already here and they already wanted to be here. So like, doing things to make it to where they want to stay might be potentially easier than enticing newer people. Um, and hoping that there's some, some organic growth, obviously, like, I mean, we're in a, a growing area. East Tennessee has gotten a lot more popular in the last few years. Um, but then also being mindful of it is a business and there is a point of like just sitting there and coaching good classes and having fun um, doesn't necessarily bring you the growth that you'd want without a little bit of effort. And there is that the business side of you are trying to do something, um, you know, you're trying to scale something and, and improve it. You need to put effort into that too. So. I appreciate both sides of that sentiment though, of first and foremost, let's make sure the bucket doesn't have holes in it. And we don't want to just be bleeding people out day in and day out it's really hard to build a business if people are leaving just as fast as they're coming in but you could be the the greatest crossfit gym in tennessee and people still may not know about it even 15 years in people still might not even realize that it's there and so are there their efforts and strategies that need to be taken sure right can we grow purely organically? Of course, it's just a little bit slower of a burn to get to where we want to go. I think there's a, no shortage of strategies of how. It's just going to be what makes the most sense to the two of you guys in the long run. Take part me to the of, next step here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just going to say part of our, uh, you know, with him letting me come into this space, part of my agreement today was to try to bring weightlifting to CrossFit Knoxville in like a, in a bigger way, in a way that maybe only, you know, someone that has been in the weightlifting space for a long time at a high level can do. So we are, uh, there's a number of events that we're trying to put into play this year to not just provide, you know, opportunities for the members uh, access to super high level weightlifting, but opportunities for people that are maybe, you know, weightlifting in their garage or right. at a gym that doesn't necessarily uh, take care of weightlifters to, to find us. So uh, we've got um, Danny Lear from Caffeine and Kilos is coming out in uh, about a month and we're going to do an open max out Friday event and try to get some food here and 
my sponsors are gonna you know throw down some some little uh trinkets for everybody for all the participants and danny is coming through in a big big way with a with a gift card for everybody that participates to caffeine and kilos and then uh we we got a what was the, the word we got a USA Weightlifting is allowing us to host an event uh, this May as well. So we're doing a uh, a weightlifting meet. And it'll be both of our first times <laughs> hosting a weightlifting. Yeah. And so yeah. some of this, I mean, a lot of this is is almost a demographic shift as well. You mentioned, David, the getting back to the, the true essence or the culture, the community of CrossFit. Wes, you mentioned tapping into the somewhat unaddressed weightlifting community to find these types of people, whereas previously that may not have been who the, the target market was, which is fine, right? but it's a little bit of a shift, which requires a change in strategy as well. So we're, right. we're taking advantage of all of these things. And Danny Lear was just on the podcast a, was he a really? couple of weeks ago with CrossFit Excel. So small world. Oh, cool. um, um, I wanna- It's cool, man. Just to like CrossFit Knoxville, I've never seen a bigger commitment to weightlifting and a CrossFit gym. I mean, both spaces literally have a 2000 square foot back room with uh, just racks, platforms and weights sitting around, you know, and a lot of gyms won't won't dedicate that kind of square footage to weightlifting, but it is, you know, it's a hard sport and CrossFitters love to do it, you know, and uh, his community loves to do it. So it's just, uh, I don't know, it's kind of the perfect spot for me to yeah. get involved you know because they do they they love weightlifting here i mean we we just we had our the first i guess the first thing we did here like 30 people came out to the north knoxville gym just to lift weights and uh work out with me on a saturday like it's just it's a really cool place for weightlifting and uh i think there are a lot of probably lost weightlifters in knoxville that that could use, you know, a little More potential that don't yeah. even know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've already got a couple girls that uh, will, will likely lift to national A sessions. And, you know, after three weeks of really doing this thing. Uh, so I, I don't know. I don't know what will come of it, but it's certainly fun. And we're trying to, you know, trying to do a lot of cool weightlifting stuff for the members and for the community. And uh, I think the, the hope is just that, uh, if we treat CrossFit and weightlifting right, then uh, the people around will appreciate it. Treat us. That's, that's certainly a big aspect of it. Now, you mentioned not quite sure where all of this is going to go. And so maybe, David, this is a, a question for you, but even still nine or 10 months in, it's hard to, to formulate this kind of a thought. What's the big picture for you guys with with these two locations? Are we... I'll leave it up to you guys. What's what's the future of CrossFit Knoxville in your mind? Well, I think the immediate future is just continue doing what we're doing. Try to start getting more into that promotional side of things in terms of just getting it out there of who we are and what we're doing. I think we kind of got a little bit off the map in the CrossFit space as being like a go-to spot. Like, um, you know, we have the namesake, we have the two locations, you know, um, I think being a lot more involved in the CrossFit community as a whole is going to be beneficial. So I think it's kind of, I don't say a holding pattern, but it's like, we have two locations, we have some really good opportunities. I think we're building some momentum. So kind of continue doing what we're doing and tweak things along the way um, to try to, you know, 
Incre increase membership, you know, I mean, obviously that's the goal, right? Like from a business perspective, you want to be profitable. You'd like to, you know, be as profitable as possible so you can provide as many good opportunities for your staff and even just for your own family. Um, so we want to kind of continue on the trajectory we're on, but then also thinking about the future of, you know, there's been two locations for over 10 years. Um, you know, there's a lot of rent and overhead that goes into things like that. So is, you know, property ownership, you know, potential option in the future. That's something mm -hmm. I'm definitely, you know, really looking into. I mean, we've, uh, I'm about to come up on the end of a 10 year lease on one of my locations that their first option was like, Hey, you want another 10 year lease at your current rate? And I said, absolutely not. Nope. Uh, no, because I would <laughs> we could spend sign. an hour talking about commercial real estate. I'm, I'm never going to sign a 10 year lease, uh, especially not with three year extensions written into my existing. Um, and it's like, I don't want to pay, you know, not to dive too into number, but I don't want to pay millions of dollars to someone else forever. Yep. Like, I would like to, you know, 10 years. Yep. I'll be if like, we're yeah. all in for 10 years, we could do better than that. Yeah, I'd like to be putting some equity back into myself and into the future of like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, right. Like there's a, it's a country song. It's uh, Luke Combs. I'd be doing this. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah, if I wasn't doing this, I'd still here, be doing this. I'd still be doing it. So like, there's no going somewhere. There's no out strategy. Like I'm not doing this till you know, I'm 42 years old. I'll be 42 this week. The plan isn't like do this till I'm 50 and then something else. It's like do this until like maybe my kids want to take over. Or I just physically don't <laughs> until I have it. a heart attack under the bar. Like yeah. you know, like there's so, so you like get out. the long term play or strategy is like how do I position myself, my business, my family, my staff, yeah. my yeah. how do we do that as well as possible? Is it you know, property ownership? Is it collaborations with other like-minded businesses? Like my dream would be a massive facility in a, a you know, place that there's a, a chiropractor and a massage therapist and a physical therapist. And there's a, all these complementary businesses and I'm either full or part owner of that place. So then yeah. when I'm 75 and don't you want think to combine the two into one or still have the two. I mean, That'd be a hard thing to do. I think it's so it's it's not that it's off the table. It's just not something that's really an option anytime in the near future. I see. Uh, because it's really big, you know, they're, it's they're, pretty, are, they're 30 minutes apart. So they, they serve. Oh, OK, so just geographically, it doesn't make sense. I mean, from an from an overhead standpoint, you're like, if I had all these people in one place, this would be financially better. But that's just not an option because they're so far apart I that see. there's no way you're going to get 100 percent from both ends of yeah. that. Yeah. in the middle so you're kind of probably shooting yourself in the foot on one way or the other so i don't know that it would be a one combined location i mean it's sort of i have all these little things and potential options in my head but at the same time it's i need to kind of like this will sound corny but like listen to like the community and see where it drives us and where it takes the path of like I don't know where it'll be in five years. You know, if all of a sudden membership has ticked up so significantly at the slower of the two locations that you're like, man, I'd never imagine doing something like that. Then, then you don't do it. But if like, I don't know, just organically, it's like, maybe this does make the most sense. Then you, you kind of, you know, I've got at least four years before that's probably even a consideration. Yeah. And it's just one of those things that like, I don't talk too openly about. Cause like, especially, I'm sure it's like this in a lot of gyms, but CrossFit people like to know stuff. And they like to worry about stuff that they have no control over. And like, you're panic. Five years, I'm moving the gym. So I'm like, well, I'm just going to quit now then because I'm not going to move. So I might as well just leave the gym now. And you're like, well, that's yeah. a presumptuous of a decision to make. But like, I just, 
I internalize all of this stuff and it's like, what words come out of my mouth? What actions, what things? And then what is their impact going to be on yeah. like, what are the most extreme? Reception? Welcome to leadership. It's, it's wild. <laughs> like it <Yeah>. is. <laughs> There's a lot more psychological component than you thought you were coming on talking about a gym on a podcast. Oh anyway, God, it is for sure though. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I would love to explore the option of property ownership in the future, just because I think that's a long-term strategy and growth plan of, you know, you have your own thing and you're investing in yourself now, you know, 20 years from now, not only do I own a gym, but I own a property. So if I don't want to own a gym anymore or someone else wants to own a gym in 20 years, I still own a building yeah. uh, that can be utilized in another way or another revenue stream or something like that. Like yeah. real estate's usually a good place to be if you can set it up right. Right. Guys, we're we're running a bit shy on time, but to be determined for where the future of all of this is, I want to save a minute here for you guys to tell people where they could learn more about both of these projects. What's the best website? What are the social media links? How can people connect with the two of you guys? Yeah, I'll let, I don't know if Wes wants to go first because he's kind sure. of in the midst of like a launching a lot of that stuff with his, uh, so I'll let him tell you, but be somebody weightlifting and then he's got a lot, Paraline, like there's lots of cool stuff going on. So tell yeah, us. So I, uh, my personal website, westgifts.com is where you can find all of my apparel, my events, uh, just general information about me and uh, what's going on with weightlifting. Um, I've got westkits22 on Instagram and then be somebody dot uh, weightlifting on instagram as well and those are uh sort of the main accounts right now but yeah i'm just uh you know i've not i've not had a weightlifting team i've only ever just been a weightlifter so we're trying to you know grow the brand and grow the team within this uh gym and you know hopefully we get so many weightlifters here we we uh need to knock the wall down and scooch over into the crossfit space a little bit but hey we'll we'll see you know we'll see how it goes but uh yeah that's how you find me all right uh, and, and we are CrossFit Knoxville guys at Knoxville.com or CrossFit Knoxville on Instagram and Facebook. I'm going to get it tattooed on my backside. I think like just, <laughs> uh, I'm all about the, like spread the, I mean, yeah, that's the branding. We've got a very, um, noticeable, like name, like, again, we're the namesake of the, of the community. And so like CrossFit Knoxville, like it needs to yeah. be. Keep paying those affiliate dues. Make sure not to lose right. well, <laughs> And the domains, right? Like you can't, you Google CrossFit oh, Knoxville, yeah. you can't help but find me. Uh, so there's a, there's a good amount of, you know, intended and unintended value there. So yeah, we're CrossFit Knoxville. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, this is, that's a great place for us to wrap things up. But I, I want to just thank you guys for a minute for being willing to, to give a look behind the scenes of how these things actually function and what you're thinking about as owners of it. I appreciate the time. I'm excited to see what the future of all of this holds and, and I wish you both nothing but the best. Well, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate your time. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, 
tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.